me, let me just share with you um, really brief, and you can go uh, watch the first service because I was able to minister a little bit longer. But anyway, I'll just sort of minister the spirit of the message that I have on my heart today. And Father, we, we approach your word like it is, the living word of God. In the beginning was the word. The word was with God, and the word was God. So right now, we are approaching your word like we approach you, and we're going to thank you for your final authority in our life. No matter what the world says, no matter what the doctors say, we're in the kingdom, we're children of the Most High, and we're going to follow your word. Always stand on the foundation of what does the word say. We bind confusion, we tear off blinders, Father, we celebrated our victory so I thank you today that we can see clearly what the Spirit of God is saying to Harvest Church. In Jesus' name, amen. We're talking about faith that takes, and I'll be concluding this message next week. And ladies who went on the encounter, can I hear, can I hear those ladies that went on the encounter? They had a wonderful, wonderful group of ladies that came together. But next week, I'm going to talk about how to keep what faith takes. How to what? How to keep what you received at that encounter, what you received today, what you're standing and fighting the good fight of faith for. There's some really um, young Christians that they really had a breakthrough. And how many know what happens on the next day or the evening before you even get out of church? The enemy, his job is to steal to kill and to destroy and dispossess us of what, what God's Word says and our experience of freedom. So please, ladies, and also you who are here today and, and all of you who are online, please make sure to come if you can. If you can't, we, we so respect you and, and we count you in this service today. So Ephesians 1.3 says, Praise the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, through Christ, God has blessed us. You know, the translation, God's word says, God has blessed us. God what? Has. God what? God what? Is that past tense, current tense, or future tense? It means he's already blessed us with spiritual blessings in heavenly places. The Phillips translation says, praise to God for giving us through Christ every possible spiritual benefit as citizens of heaven. And, you know, so if he's blessed us with all these things, how can I find out about these spiritual benefits? I'm going to give you just a few minute re uh, review of what we've been talking about, then I'm going to bring it into a conclusion here in the next few minutes. But um, we, I want you to write these three references down, and actually these are the prayers that we like to pray over you all consistently because you're part of my oversight of the people that come here. You're covered every day in prayer, not just by me. We have prayer teams and prayer focuses that our prayer teams have, and Mom, Judy, how many people are on that prayer team that just praying about anything that's going on? 
we have over 130 prayers. How many thank God if one could put a thousand flight? What? So know that you're prayed for. We're standing with you, praying over you. But these prayers in Colossians, excuse me, Ephesians 1, 15 through 23, that's the first reference. I'm, I'm going to pray that out in a minute. Ephesians 1, 15 through 23, then Ephesians 3, 16 through 21. Ephesians 3, 16 through 21. And then Colossians 1, 9 through 13. Colossians 1, 9 through 13. You know, I have to watch how I prepare for a sermon because as, as I get things, I just pour it out, just pour it out, and all of a sudden I'm realizing I have 40 scriptures. <laughs> and, you know, really, I believe, any, well, how do I say this? For, for the way God uses me, um, I saturate every teaching that I do with the Word of God. Because we want to hear what God says about it, don't we? And anything that's according or contrary to the Word of God, we don't receive those things. So here, Ephesians 1.15, I'm going to pray it out like I do, and we do, and our teams do, over you. Because we want to know what these spiritual blessings are. But how do we know you can't figure that out with your mind or with your degree? I respect degrees. I respect masters. I respect doctorate degree, don't, don't think I don't. But it's with the heart man believes. And, and it's with the mouth confessions made unto whatever God says is ours in Christ. And Romans 12, 3 says, you, we have to renew our mind on the word of God because our mind sometimes can get worldly because of all the stuff going on out there. That's why the word of God says we have to daily be renewed in the spirit of our mind. That, that, that means, you know what, that, that's happening in the world, but God, I'm going to his word. I rely on him. He's my source. My job's not my source. God uses that as a resource, don't get me wrong. And then we, we, he provides seed for us to sow. So, Father God, give to us, I include us, the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of him, the eyes of our understanding being enlightened or flooded with light. Don't you want to see clearly? I'm telling you, if your room is dark um, and, and it, it has darkened shades or whatever, but when those shades are up, when you've been in darkness, it's pristine clarity, Blu-ray, whatever, digital, whatever, and you really see what you could not see before. Some of you are beginning to, some of you today just have started to see yourself free because we broke loose from that stake. This is totally off the subject. Yesterday, I was getting ready to put my dog out, I was working on the sermon, and, and I saw a snake. I mean, it was bigger than that. So I said, Joseph, come over and handle this snake, please. <laughs> no, I, I, you know, the enemy, he's twisted. He tries to, you know, infringe on where he doesn't belong, like that snake. 
And you know what? Whether you like it or not, you're going to have to deal with that snake. You're going to have to deal with that deception. You're going to have to deal with the devil who is an entity, but guess what? He's a created being by God. And greater is he that's in us than he that's in the world. And I use my authority as a believer. You've got to stay close and consistent in the Word of God to be taught these things. It'll open up your life like you, you, you didn't, couldn't comprehend even how far God continues to bring you in Him. So you're wondering, what did you do with that snake? Well, I ran. No, I didn't. I didn't. <laughs> but I was very tentative because that thing was probably as long as that, that. Or I actually have the picture if you want to see it. My wife said, I, I, I told my wife when she got home, hey, babe, take a look at, take a look at the porch. She said, what? I don't, what? What's going on on the porch? And she didn't see it at first. Then all of a sudden she says, oh, oh, oh. I said, come on, let's go kill it. Oh, no, no. So my bravery went out there with a shovel, those narrow shovels. And I tried for his head, although he coiled on me, opened his mouth. I have to say that, uh, you know, I, I, I felt my body. Who's he looking at? Why is his mouth so wide open? So I went like that, you know, just to. That's more accurate. Anyway, long story short is, I killed it dead. It was big, but I whooped it. Let me tell you something. I had to hit that thing about 25 times. I mean, boom. You know what? I I didn't know I had a muscle down here. And, uh, okay, God, help me bring this in to what does that mean? (laughs) That snake did not belong on my porch. That snake doesn't belong in my head. That snake doesn't belong in his lies that he tries to confront me with. We have got to go ahead and just kill that snake, chop off its head. And you know what happens for the next couple hours? It keeps moving. Like I'm done, you know, I'm like, I thought it was dead. And then I went and studied more and I said, he was still dead, but you know what? They have involuntary flexes that they'll, they'll still move for a couple hours. So guess what? The thing that I thought could harm me is still moving, but it's dead. I walk by faith and not by sight. God's not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and love and sound mind. I think I quoted that scripture as I was going, don't, don't. Right. So God's trying to get us to know about Ephesians 1. What is the hope of his calling? What are the riches of the glory of his what? Inheritance. God wants to, us to know what he wants us to do. And as you get in the word and, and pray these types of prayers over all of us, all of a sudden you just begin, you know, to volunteer. Because many hands make a light load. God is doing too many things that I can't even tell you because people like you are volunteering on a team. And it's, it's making certain teams lighter. And believe God if you still need, if you're a team leader here today, believe God for your team. 
But I want to say that you'll never find out what the will of God is until you first start serving. That was a soft amen. We've got a job to do. God, we've got talents. We've got gifts. And God didn't just make that for the world. God made it for eternity to help us impact this world and our world. So he wants to show you what is the hope of his calling, but God can't steer a stopped car. Get moving. What are the riches of glory of his inheritance? We need to see it. What is the exceeding greatness of his power toward us who believe? Colossians 1.9, just a little excerpt there, says we ask God to give you complete knowledge of his will and to give you spiritual wisdom and understanding. You know, what good things has God done for us in Christ? How do we find out about that? What is his will about everything I'm facing? What's his will about my salvation? What's his will about receiving Jesus and becoming a whole new creation in Christ? What's his will about forgiveness, making us children of God, providing for us? What's his will about healing, protection, freedom, provision, righteousness? If you don't get in the will, you, know, you won't know what is the will. And God's word is his will. And God has given us all kinds of letters in the New Testament that tells us the gospel sort of go through the passion of, of, of the cross. But then, he, then, then the epistles, which are after the book of Acts, Romans and all those to Revelation tells us what happened behind the scene of why he went to the cross. How can we take what God offers us by grace once we find out it's in the will? And we've been focusing on healing uh, just because it's a, it's a concentrated focus I have right now. Isaiah 53, 4 and 5, let me tell you what the will says about your healing. Yet he himself bore, conclude yourself in this, our sicknesses bore past, present, or future. What is bore? What tense? Past. When did he do it? 2,000 years ago when he took our sin. You don't have to work off your sins anymore. We receive salvation. Now, if we mess up, like stumble a bit, we ask God to forgive us of our sins. He cleanses us from all unrighteousness. So he bore our sickness and carried our pains, but we in turn regarded him smitten or stricken, struck down by God and afflicted. But, can you read that with me, please? But he was pierced because of our rebellion, crushed because of our iniquities. Punishment for our peace was on who? And we are healed because he took on our wounds and what caused the sickness. In God's mind, he's done all the 
he's ever going to do about saving people. You might explain that one, Pastor Colin. Yeah, I will. Because Jesus already bore our sins. The wages of sin is death. Is that right? How many have sinned and come short of the glory of God? You better raise your hand. Okay. So he that knew no sin was made to be sin for me so that I could be brought back in right standing with God again and receive a whole new creation, nature of God on the inside of me. That's what it means to be born again. You're not born again outside. You still have the same body you have, but you are born again in your spirit, man. And that's why it's so critically important that you begin to renew your mind on the Word of God and and find a good church that will teach you things. It's just awesome when I first learned things like you're learning here and some of you have learned in in years past, but it's so awesome to receive the fullness of the Word of God. It works. God, Psalm 103.20 says, He sent His Word and He healed us and He delivered us from our destructions. Our healing is consummated in Christ the same way that our salvation from sin was consummated in Christ. However, we need to now go ahead and have a faith that takes what he's already done for us. When I heard the message of salvation, faith to receive salvation came to me, and it is a gift of God when I receive freedom. The word says that, bless the Lord, all my soul. Don't forget any of his benefits. He forgives all. All of what? Our iniquities. And he heals all of our diseases. How many? Don't do a Hebrew study on all because it just means all. The statement of fact that we receive, it means it's already been done. So we give you the fact of Isaiah 53, 4, and 5, and we give you the fact of Matthew 8, 14 through 17, when Jesus was coming to Peter's house, he saw his wife's mother laid and sick of a fever. What was she? She was sick physically. So this tells us in a minute what Isaiah was talking about in Isaiah chapter 53. She was sick of a fever. He touched her hand, and the fever left her. And she arose and ministered unto them. I like that. She has healed body now. Now she can serve. You know, long time ago, I made a decision that God, my life, my body, everything belongs to you. Jesus, you are Lord. But then the word gives us a promise about that. If your body is for the Lord, then the Lord will be for your body. We just can't live any old way and receive. There's causes and effects. That's why we we make sure we get right before God. Even if you come into a service like this, and we're praising God, but you're... You're somewhat condemned, say, God, I'm, I, I want to enjoy this service. I'm so sorry I did that. Would you forgive me? I receive it. Now enter in. 
So she was sick of a fever. He touched her. She arose and ministered unto them. And when the evening was come, they brought unto him many that were possessed with devils. And he cast out the spirit, what? With his word. And he did what? And he healed all that were sick. Now, why did he do this? Verse 17, that it might be fulfilled, 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 that it might be a done deal, that it might be past tense. What was spoken by Isaiah the prophet saying he took it, he took it, he took it, he took our infirmities, he took our sicknesses, he bare our sicknesses and diseases, took past, present, or future. Bear past, present, or future. That's why faith simply, simply takes what Jesus has already wrought for us in Christ. That's called the past tense of the Word of God. No wonder why for the joy. I had to put on joy this morning because, you know, I, I'm, I'm going through a process. And, and I have to see for the joy that was before me, the end result, while I stand by faith, while God works on the situation, because I believe I have received it, but I've got to evidence some peace and some joy in my life, because Romans 15 talks about, may the God of all peace fill you with joy and peace in believing. That's sort of an acid test of whether you're truly in faith about something. Do you have peace about it? Do you have joy about it? Right. <laughs> I'll give you some more joy. <laughs> Hallelujah. God, I thank you. It's a done deal. I thank you. Say, Pastor Colin, why are you running the place? Well, that was a white person's attempt at dancing. <laughs> I just can't look cool dancing. I'm not trying to. Anyway, that was. But I sure look to my family that's different from me as far as skin type. And they're right on it. So I'll peek at them and get back on two and four. God wants us healed. God wants us whole. Romans 12 says he's given us the measure of faith to develop. So faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. Whatever you're going through, if you're going through sickness, you're not, you shouldn't be renewing your mind on prosperity or how God provides for us. You camp out. In that healing word, in that healing word, in that healing word. My wife and I have been listening to this one podcast by uh, Dad Hagen. It's about 10 minutes. But I play it over and because uh, it stood out to me. I've got to see myself healed right now because I believe I received when I prayed according to the word of God. Hebrews eleven thirty two 32 says, this is a tree of life version. And what more shall I say? For time would fail me if I to told you about Gideon, Barak, Samson, Jephthah, also David, Samuel, and the prophets. Here's what they did. By, this is like the hall of faith, hall of fame of people that st stood in faith, who by faith conquered kingdoms. By faith administered justice. By faith I've never been to church where I talk back at the preacher. Well, help me. By faith how did we obtain what God says is ours? By faith 
we obtain promises. How would you like to be thrown into a den of lions? By faith, shut the mouths of lions. You remember Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego? Do you remember when, <clears throat> who was it, um, Nebuchadnezzar? Nebuchadnezzar? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> told everybody not to worship, or told, told everybody at a certain time, you need to worship my idol. Well, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego would not bow to anybody, anybody but the King of kings and the Lord of lords. And so anyway, long story short is they, they, they were brought to a furnace that anybody who wouldn't worship the idol would be cast into the furnace. And you know where their faith was? And I really, really like this side of it. Matter of fact, Jay reminded me of it, if you're here, Jay. They were standing in faith and they said, you know what? I believe God's going to deliver me, but if he doesn't. There's certain things in your life and my life I don't understand why I didn't. Might never understand until I get to heaven. But that's where faith kicks into trust. I trust you, God, no matter what. I trust you, God, no matter what's... God, I trust you, God. I might not know something about the situation. I trust you, God. And sometimes when you mature, you look back and say, oh, I get it. I get it. But I thank God for that story. They were thrown in the fire, the three men, and Nebuchadnezzar said, behold, I thought we only threw three people in there. I think Nebuchadnezzar, but anyway, there was three in there. How is it that I see another man that looks like the Son of God? There's a fourth man in your fire today. There's a fourth man in your fire today. If you allow him and his principles to work in your finances, to work in your marriage, to work in your singleness, to work in your whatever, your body, your healing. There's a fourth man in that fire. And they stoked it up, what, seven times hotter? As a matter of fact, the person stoked it up seven times hotter died instantly, just being close to it. God's real. They obtained promises. Uh, they shut the mouths of lions. They quenched the power of fire. They escaped the edge of the sword, were made strong out of weakness, became mighty in war, and made foreign armies flee. That snake is dead. Mark eleven twenty four. let's remind ourselves what it says. Jesus said these words. I say unto you, that what things soever you desire, <clears throat> whatever you desire is whatever you're going through. You know, I've been hearing about afflictions and stuff like this today, but many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers us out of them all. No weapon formed against us shall prosper. And every tongue that rises up against us in judgment is condemned in Jesus' name. But they're talking behind my back. No weapon. Some of us need to quit trying to vindicate ourselves and let God do it. Man, if I ran after every person that said something behind my back, 
You'd never see me. But you know what? I know God called me. I know when you're bold for the truth like this, some people won't like you just because you're standing in strong for the Word of God and you're a believer and you believe the Word of God, which they can't understand. I say unto you what things you have you desire, what? When you pray, what are we supposed to do? It does not say believe that God's sovereign. He'll do it if he wants to. He, he won't do it if he doesn't want to. That's not what the scripture says here. I believe in the sovereignty of God and the manifestation of the Spirit. I, I believe in God, you know, to move in certain unique ways that, you know, why did that one person have a miracle and no one else did? Well, he's sovereign. But he gives us as believers principles of the Word of God to apply into our life and he said this, Jesus said, what things, whoever you desire, what does it have to be in? The will. When you pray, you bring those scriptures before God, believe that you receive. Believe that you receive. That word receive, if you peel that back, it means take it. Believe that you receive, that you've obtained that you take whatever the Word of God says is yours. I believe I'll receive it. God begins to work on our behalf to make it happen. Please don't help him unless he asks you to do something. Your part is to believe you receive. And then once we pray the prayer of faith, what we're going to get into next week. How to keep what faith took. When I believed I received. Stand with me, please. One translation of faith <clears throat> is that faith is a title deed to what you have not yet seen that you currently own. Let me say that again. Faith is the title deed to what you have not yet seen, but you currently own by faith. So the word of God is our title deed until it shows up. This is my proof. Himself took my infirmities, bare my sicknesses. He's forgiven all my iniquities, diseases. The word of God becomes my title deed. If you have the title deed in your hand, what does that mean? You own it. How many people have cars here today? How many people own your car? You don't own your car until you have the title deed. It wasn't too long ago that the bank owned this property worth about $5 million, but God, this is really rough. I've got the title deed to this campus. We have it in the, in the safe, it, it's, we own it. Well, praise God, 
himself took my infirmities and bare my sicknesses and no weapon formed against me shall prosper. And the devil is defeated. The devil's a liar. God's word is my forever settled foundation because I have his will on it. I have his New Testament on it. And you know what? The Testament's only good uh, when the person who wills something to you dies. Well, guess what? God has included us in his will. Jesus died. And on the third day, he was raised from the dead so he could be the executor to help us through the power and revelation of the Holy Spirit to partake of what we've already been given. Father, thank you. Thank you for your ser- this service today that we needed. Thank you for your word, your title deed to those things that we have not had manifested yet, but we have believed we've received. We're just going to thank you and stir our joy up and stir our peace up. And we praise you. Come on. Faith is an expression of praise. Father, we praise you for all these things. We praise you. We praise you. I praise you. I praise you. I praise you. I praise you. I'm not going to let the rocks praise him. I praise him. Thank you. Will you look at me for a moment? If you receive something from somebody that gave you a gift, what, what should you do? You know what I've been confronted with some throughout my years. Sometimes you put a lot of effort into giving someone something significant. First of all, I have to stop myself because my flesh is just like yours. Say, give me that back. You're not even thankful. You're entitled. But I'm just going to go ahead and again, the word says, lift up holy hands without wrath and doubting. Why, why, why would we do that in this kind of church? Well, because the word says, it's a sign of surrender. I'm not looking at you. I'm just looking at my God. He's alive. He's sitting on the throne. Jesus in his glorified physical body is at the right hand. And the Holy Spirit is amongst us right now. So, Father, I praise you and I honor you and I act like you're here and I bow before you. I submit to you and your word. Thank you, Jesus, for all that you have done. And forever give you the glory. Every head bowed, every eye closed. No one looking around. I just want to make sure that I give everybody an opportunity here today. If you were to die today, do you know? Do you know for sure you would go to heaven? I mean, you, you can't be questioning that. And I'll tell you how today to get rid of that question. If you're here today and you need to receive the Lord or you're concerned that you're not saved, I'm going to pray a prayer with you right now. You just stay right where you are, and we're going to all support you in prayer today. But if that's you, lift up your hand where I can see it. Lift up your hand if you need salvation. If you're not sure. Okay, see it. Anybody else? You're just not sure. Okay. Say this with me. I believe, God, that Jesus is your son. 
you sent him to this earth to die for my sin. He paid my death penalty. Once justice was met, you raised Jesus from the dead by the Holy Spirit or the glory of God. Jesus, I know you're now alive. Thank you for the faith to receive you today because I'm hearing the word right now about salvation. I'm done with my bad past. God, forgive all that mess. And I'm turning from those ways. And I'm turning to you, Jesus. Jesus, I believe you're alive. By faith, I receive, I take, I obtain salvation through you, Jesus. Thank you for saving me. And Jesus is Lord. I believe that with my heart. I say with my mouth unto salvation. Thank you. I want all of us to thank God we're saved today. Most important thing.